Can I just post my Instagram picture really quick? Yeah, if you want. Post it all you want. I'm going to sip on my gin and tonic whilst you're doing that. And I'll introduce you, I guess, to the vlog. This is me on the road. The best podcast you'll know. Mmm. That crushed ice. Good. Accidental crushed ice. So, so uh, you guys that have just tuned in, I'm doing a little podcast, which is a little bit strange, with Marley Hayes, who happens to be my girlfriend. And we've never had a conversation in more formal but less formal settings. Yeah, I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for what, that day introduction. When I was just like, oh, as in like literally we started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, literally. So I was, I was saying to Marley, should we do the, should we do the podcast up near the bus? And she was like, well, when you've got these settings, you should, you should maybe just make use of them a bit more because I try and do everything on the bus. And uh, I just think it's a good bit of branding to associate everything with the bus. But to be honest, we're on a, like a little week-long holiday, so I'm being a bit naughty by getting an interview out of Miles whilst we're here, aren't I? I don't know what to put off my caption. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what's the post? Let's see the picture. <clears throat> well, it's the one of me by the boat that you took of me the other day. One of you by the boat. Why don't you ask a question? Questions are always great for social media. Questions are really good. I kind of wanted to share... Sorry, shouldn't look over there. I kind of wanted to share that... I've been having like a really hard time the past couple of days, mm-hmm. especially today. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be like really like, this isn't really the platform that I talk about really like open things like that. Do you know what I mean? Okay, well, what platform do you? Well, my blogging one. Your blogging post, so. But I've already done a post on there today, so I'm not doing oh, Just that. direct them to that then maybe? Oh, as in like you've done a post directing them to that thing? Just redirect them again. It's always the way forward, isn't it? Well, whilst you're doing that... Maybe I could do that, yeah. Whilst, do you redirect? You can redirect more than once. So, Marley Hayes is an artist. We actually met via uh, a rehearsal. Um, so we literally, we met in the world of music, which was, which was great. It was really blooming nice. And no. now, three years later, Marley's getting chased by wasps in Croatia, and we never thought we'd be sat here <laughs> on, a, on a bit of a business trip. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, he's, that, he's, he's by me now, Miles. If he sings me, I swear to God, I'm sending him your way. <laughs> um, we're actually in Croatia because Marley has some gigs. Uh, you've, well, you've had one festival already, Soundwave. We've had one festival already. And then you're playing Outlook Festival. For those of you that aren't watching the visuals of this, Marley is being chased by wasps because she has a Fanta. I'm on a GNT. Uh, and wasps think, love Fanta. I think they wasps love your just Fanta. like me because they've been... Chasing me a lot. Past I think days. you're tasty. You've been you've been stung a lot as well. Am I actually darker than you right now? No. Uh, I'm not. I think find I actually am. Um, I think you'll find that you're probably sat at an angle that makes it look that way because to me I look darker, so it's probably just oh, our man. angles. I've been out here. For, I've been in Croatia for a month, guys. <laughs> I've caught up with you already. I've been in you know I've been in Europe for a month. I've been in Croatia for three weeks. And you're literally how long have you been in our three days? Oh, I've been here for like five days. Five days. That's still good. That's still bad for me. My tummy doesn't tan though, but so I've been trying to like. Oh, just hit it! I oh, hit it! You... <laughs> oh, he's probably pissed now. He's gone off to tell his friends. Oh my god! If I hear, if you hear a weird noise, and we're well, like a distant <laughs> thing. This, this, this podcast is going to be a blank screen. <laughs> oh my god! Do you hear the nervousness of my laugh just then? <laughs> So to people that don't know, have you posted your Instagram yet? I haven't. I'm trying oh, to, I'm sorry. Where are we at? No, it's all right. It's fine. I'm nearly done though. Well, should I tell people the backstory on You tell people the not back- just how we met. Yeah. But how we ended up in Croatia. Yeah, do that. Because I think like that would be really, really useful because although Mali Mali works Mali works really hard. She does she does she messages people all the time. She does emails all the time. Always tries to get ways in, but actually this, I hope, will be really useful to any musicians that are watching. Actually, not just musicians. Anyone that's like creative and like, trying to find an opportunity. Marley literally saw a, saw a post by the festival um, advertising that tickets were on sale and uh, the dates and the, the, some of the acts. Was it some of the acts as well? Mm-hmm. Some of the acts. And she literally commented and tagged us, the band. Um, for anybody that is completely new to this. I should probably introduce myself as a musician. I'm a songwriter slash n- kind of recently producer, um, worked with Marley on, an, on her stuff. And I'm kind of the early days of Marley 
uh, MD'd, which is like music directing um, part of the show along with the band and the boys. And um, yeah, so she tagged myself and the boys um, in that post. So what did you say? Can you remember what you said? I think I just put like, I think I just tagged you and I was just like, oh, that would be great if we could go. We should do a set whilst we're there as well. It ha, was ha. something like that, really yeah. chilled. along the lines of that. And that's not the first time that that's happened either. Like, Marley's really good at commenting on things at the perfect time when they happen to be either, like, searching for bands or musicians or, or artists or whatever to do these things and she's got a knack of just following social media enough that she just posts at the right time and just leaves a comment. So that's how we ended up in Croatia, because the guys who did the first festival, which we did in the end of July, was it the end of July? Beginning of July? Yeah, the Mid end. July? The end. end of July. Um, were the same people that arrange and organise Dimensions Festival and Outlook Festival. Outlook is what we're playing at, but Noah, the guy who who is the director of the festivals, um, really kindly put us on, like, I guess, guest list for Dimensions Festival as well, which is on the same site. So um, next Wednesday we travel there and we're going to go do that. Um, so that's the backstory of how we are in Croatia. It is, and I'm just about to post this picture. So. Hey, so anybody that needs to go see this post, it's the one of you sat by a boat, and it'll be posted by the time I post this, probably a few weeks ago. <laughs> Cause, um, that's crazy. I know, but that's because this podcasting is like really new to me. I think it is the way the world is going to go. Um, I mean, I haven't even checked the microphones are on the right settings. In fact, you're going to hear a noise on Molly's mic now. That should be on that setting. See, this is it. And we have these lovely Aston microphones um, that Aston Microphones gave to us big to do podcasting. Yeah, big up to Aston. And um, well, big up Luke at Aston Microphones for believing in the bus and everything else. If you guys want to see more of the bus, at Made on the Road UK, got a plug, and uh, Instagram. If you want to go see Marley's posts and, and whatever she's posted since, it's at Marley Hayes. But Marley, spelled like the country, M-A-L-I Hayes. Um... So that's the backstory of why we're in Croatia. It is indeed. Which has given you enough time to do your post. So it's worked out quite well. Um, it's worked out very well. Okay, I'm done. You're done. I'm done. Smashing. So now you can officially say hi to the hi to the. I nearly said vlog. This is. I need to make this big transition to vlog and podcast. Mm. Not full transition because I'm still doing the vlogs. Yeah. But now you can officially say hi. So do we look at the camera or no? Uh, it's up to you. We kind of look at it. We're just, we're just chatting amongst okay. ourselves and there is, happens to be a camera there. I was looking at the camera whilst you were doing your post. Okay. So you can look as much as you want. You can direct this audience over on YouTube. Cool. <clears throat> um, well, hi, guys. Yeah. Hi. We already know your name. Yeah. But um, before you give any info on what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. which will be how... We, we did a video today on how to record yourself. As an artist, it's doable, it's affordable. Yeah. We, we explain the equipment that you need and how easy and how cheap it is. I hope you guys found that useful because you guys will have seen that over on YouTube already. Um, but before we like go into all of that, I think we should just say a bit more. Sorry, cricket. There's a friend joining us somewhere. <laughs> They've been everywhere. Um, where, where are you from? How did you get into music? Like, Give a really brief like intro and then we'll get cracking on. Okay. This does feel here? weird because, like, I'm talking to you, but... Yeah, but that's, that's what I like about it. It's relaxed straight you away. You know everything about my life already, pretty much. I know, much, I know. So. And it's going to be really hard to think of the questions that I know so well about you that these guys won't know about you. So, mm-hmm. so um, you've got a really great backstory on how you, like, ended up in music and it was kind of meant to be. It was, it was inevitable. It was going to happen. So, like, say about your upbringing, like, where you were, how it started, because I only know because I personally asked you, you don't really put this info out there. mm well, to just like leave it basic, I guess. I was born in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where Great I currently city. still live. What did you say? Great city. Oh, I thought you said like rainy city, but very good yeah. city. Um, <clears throat> sorry, that's where I still live now. Um, my mum is a producer and live sound engineer. She's worked for so many people, like Simply Red, Corin Bailey Ray. Beautiful South, Swing Out Sister, who she's going Mondays. on tour with in October. I'm so happy plug, for plug, her. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Happy Mondays. Oh, my God. I she's so even... excited about that tour as well. She is. That Swing Out Sister She tour. needs that tour. Yeah. Like, I'm so, so buzzing. Japan as well, like... Yeah, I haven't even asked her where down. she's going. Japan. 
That's where they go. The whole tour's in Japan? Yeah, I think it's just for like two weeks. Oh, just under two weeks they go to... Yeah, something like that. Oh my goodness, I'm so jealous. I'm very jealous. I'm but... going to make her eat a scorpion. If you're listening to this, please eat a scorpion. She definitely won't eat any type of thing like that. She, that's where I, I get... I thought your mum would be well into this. No, Trying, see, maybe not enjoying. I couldn't imagine her sitting there with a bowl of crickets, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's where, like... I mean, I am adventurous, but, like, that's... I get that side from her. Like, I'm not eating... I mean, I'm veggie, so I obviously would not eat a scorpion mm. now. I probably wouldn't have. Even I'd I always find that a funny thing, you know? Like, how much you follow your parents, not you as in, like, yeah, just we general. as humans. Because name t- the first two things that your mum doesn't like. Um, olives and tomatoes and mushrooms. And what don't you like? Olives, tomatoes <laughs> and mushrooms. <laughs> it's such a funny thing, isn't it? It is a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, so anyway... Funny but true. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so yeah, my mum has worked for many people. Um, she did the sound for Ronnie Size as well. She's worked with like Giles Peterson on his Cuban stuff. They went to like Cuba and did all of that. And I've been lucky enough to like travel with my mum for a lot of those really cool things as well. Mm. Um, my mum was always saying that you grew up like on tour buses in like Brazil. Yeah, well, like, not, I wouldn't say I necessarily grew up, but I just had really great opportunities, like, a handful of times, so... How old were you at the time when you were doing stuff like that? I'm really bad at remembering, like, specifics like that. I mean, was it, like, preschool, can you remember? I... primary school? Well, like, I think the Brazil one, the runny size one, I must have been about six or seven or something like that. Are you looking at the wasp flying around No, I wasn't, I was just making sure that everything was still recording (laughs) and that we weren't... Um, Ruining this. Yeah, so it even begins. that was probably around like six, seven, eight. Uh-huh. I don't really remember. Um, that was with Ronnie Size, and she was doing the live sound. And we travelled around. We went to like Rio, and then we went to the other really well-known place in Brazil that I can't remember <laughs> now, um, which was really great. I didn't really do anything because obviously I was just young. I just wanted to go on the beach and go in the sea. Yeah. But we were Weird. saying sorry to interrupt. In Split, where we were just where we were like four days ago, yeah, how much it. Split looks like the, mm. the what's it called the, the skyscrape? Um, I know what you mean, but uh, yeah, hopefully everyone else does as well. Of 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 Rio, yeah, it does. Rio is a lot like more bold, obviously, mm. but yeah. So like weird things I remember from that holiday is like I feel like I'm just going off on a bit of a tangent, but as much as right. about. <laughs> Um. I remember, <laughs> I remember, as a kid, I really just enjoyed eating like chicken and chips, which I think wouldn't change now. But I am a veggie now, so I don't eat chicken, obviously. But I still eat chips. You know that. Yeah. I think everyone knows that. <laughs> everyone knows I love potatoes. Hack fun fact about fun fact about Molly Hayes is potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> you should trace your family tree back to see where we the did. Irish is We've in got there. Irish in the family. Yeah. So strong. Yeah. Well, it must be because I love potatoes. <laughs> so. Anyway, I remember eating chicken potatoes and one day, uh, chicken, chicken and chicken potatoes, chicken and chips one day, and I ordered chips, but over there chips is crisps. It's like America, oh yeah. Not, so you have to say fries. They do that here as well. And I was like, for goodness sakes! So it turned up like, who wants chicken and crisps? <laughs> <laughs> no one wants that. Anyway, <laughs> I can imagine your face as a seven-year-old like. I think I, ha- I think I've always had resting beat. Can I say beach? Can I say, say beach face? I think I've always had a resting keep beach this PC, face. You know? Yeah, so I think I probably was very much giving that face then when that turned up. But I remember getting chicken. Like, have you ever had like when food gets a little bit like stuck in your throat? Yeah, well, like that fish bone I had last night. And it's just a bit like like you just and you feel can't like get it out. and you just, you keep swallowing and it's just like not really going yeah. anywhere. And I was so frustrated. And then I remember like the drummer or something was like, just gargle some water and it'll go. And I remember gargling water and it went. And I was like, oh my god. It's like magic. Like I'd, Life lessons on tour. Yeah. Like, Who was it that said that? Do you remember? I can't remember his name. I don't even know what he looks like, but oh, right. he told me. Um, so that was fine. And then another day, I very nearly got like swept out into sea because I love the sea. I was born in water, so I'm like a water bear. I was born a water baby. <laughs> Thomas, if you're listening. I knew said Jordan McKay. How bad's that? <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> It's because Tom, Mish, Jordan McKay, they're in like the same It's because they've just bracket. been our lives for the last two years, yeah. non-stop. So, um, and Big Up's Lil Carter as well. Saw you at Soundwave, you were great. <laughs> um, 
yeah, was on the beach one day. I just used to go in the sea till like my lips were blue because I just used mm. to stay in there like all day. And my mum was like on the beach once and I was just like, right, I'm just going to go in the sea. So I was there for a while and it was like really strong waves, like really strong mm. though. And like there was quite a few people, but people had started to like come in because it was just obviously getting a little bit dangerous. All I remember, I don't really remember that, but that's what I got told. All I remember was like the sea kind of like took my feet from underneath me and I just kind of like, wet, I like you know, like my head was like fully under the water. And I just remember some arm just grabbing me and like pulling me out and some guy just like dragged me out of the water. Really? And was like, <laughs> yeah. Strong tide kind of thing. Yeah. So All you're like... advertising here is that you're really bad to take on tour. <laughs> no, I'm not. you nearly choke on stuff. You nearly, nearly drown. drown, get taken No, I'm great, I'm great. No, do you know what's a really good tour hack is I remember being so tired one night and we were backstage and they had like, you know, like trailers, mm. like old American trailers that are just kind of made out of metal. Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, and this was literally just behind the stage. I'm talking like it could have been touching. So going in the trailer, the trailer was literally like this, like rattling. It was so loud yeah. from the drums and the bass and everything from the bottom end. And I fell asleep in there. Classic. Because I was just so tired. So that's you a good sleep, thing. You sleep, sleep pretty much anywhere. Mm, yeah. How's that a hack, though? I think I missed something here. Well, no, I'm just saying that's a good that's a good thing, that I can sleep anywhere on tour. Oh, I thought, I you, were gonna give, to... I thought you were going to give us a hack. I'm like, no, I was really sorry. excited for you to say, like, how you managed to sleep anywhere. Oh, no, sorry. I was just saying I just managed to fall asleep. But anyway. So anyway, I did that tour with Mum. That yeah. was good. What so that's how you got into the... Into music, like it was inevitable. Your mum's a musician, your dad's a musician. Yeah, my dad's a singer. Uh, and my family, my gramps. grandparents were classical composers, and my grandma like was a classical pianist. Yeah, grandma was like BBC producer. Yeah, BBC. Like you have producer. a lot of music, like in your family. Like it yeah. was inevitable. You Even my be... dad's side, they're all like DJs, and my brother does a bit of like spoken word and rap and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of inevitable. Really. So when did it turn so that it was going to become a career? Like when did you think? Actually, because your real name's Marley Campbell, right? Yeah, well, my real name is Marley Hayes Campbell. Marley Hayes Campbell, but yeah, yeah first and last name, yeah. Marley Campbell. Mm-hmm. And your mum gave you Marley Hayes because she was like, it's a cool name, she could see it being a stage name or whatever, yeah. which you have actually ended up using, it's a great name, mm. works really well. Mm-hmm. So what stage did it turn that you were like, okay, I, I, I am actually going to use Marley Hayes as a career name mm. and actually try and make <clears> a bit of a career out of this? At the time, you probably wouldn't have been thinking career, but you were yeah. thinking, I want to be a singer, I want to be a musician or... I think it was, probably. I think that when I started taking pardon me, music seriously was... When I was probably like not even when I was went to college because in college I did music production, yeah. which I didn't necessarily want to do. I wanted to do like, well, I wanted to do some kind of music, but I wasn't into like classical music. Like I I I can appreciate it, but I'm not into it. Um, and the year before us, there'd only been one person on that course, so they weren't carrying it on. So the only thing you could do that was related to music was music production. So I was like, right, okay, I'll just do that then. But I didn't really pay attention. Like, mm. I don't, I just sailed through it. Like, I don't really know how I got a distinction in that, but it happened, so I'm grateful. And then, so that was sixth form. Yeah. Sixth form. Yeah. And then after that, I, like even then I was I was like I'd written music at this point and everything but and I'd, at this point I'd been doing some BVs you know like I'd done like live BVs for like JP Cooper who's obviously now massive I'd done like BVs on people's albums that would just come and like into mum's studio who should be producing for and I'd just sing BVs because they knew I could sing and whatever but I still wasn't really like oh yeah I'm gonna do this. to be fair at this point dance was more of a a bigger thing for me. Which you don't really do it at all anymore. I know, I don't. I really Jade's, miss it. Yeah, Jade, Jade does that class that you go to every Big now and then. Big up Jade, yeah. Well, you go to, it's not that you go every now and then, you go as much as you possibly can. Yeah. <clears> that <throat> happens to only be every now and then. So that was like a main thing and I think it was because I made so many... <clears throat> pardon me, I'm so sorry. You're right. There was, I don't know, I've just got like a bit of a frog in my throat. It's not a wasp, is it? Maybe. <laughs> um... <laughs> um yeah, I think I've made like such good friends at dance and I used to train like, I only used to train like twice a week, which was 
six hours a week, which really isn't that long in mm. a week, but that was like the most thing that I looked forward to and like it just was my life because my friends were the best ever and stuff. So I think that just kind of took over. And then got to the end of sixth form and I was like, I actually didn't even want to go to uni. Mm. I don't know what I wanted to do. I think I was actually looking into going into like doing nannying or something because I really like liked kids and that sounds a bit weird. But I really enjoy like looking after kids. And um, yeah, so I was kind of thinking maybe do that. Like I just didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it's like that whole that whole thing that people keep talking about at the moment. How are you supposed to know what you're supposed to do at that age? Like how? Um, so I... I don't I can't even properly remember. I think basically mum had a friend who worked at Leeds College of Music and I'd put a couple of like covers up on YouTube. Um, you know, hadn't like got any views or anything, it was only like friends and family that were watching. But at this point it had already passed for the time to apply for uni, so he was just like, Why don't you just send me the video and I'll put it across to them and see what they say? Like mm. you might if that's something you've fancy I was like oh, okay yeah don't see why not and actually no at this point I had actually applied to go to crew well it was Manchester Met University oh is that there's crew near Manchester but, yeah but it's a crew campus that did music which was a bit annoying because I was like Manchester obviously I live like 10 minutes from town but the music campus was in crew which is like an app no crew sounds like it's in like Cornwall no it's like on the train it's about 30 minutes away but to drive it's probably about 45 to an hour okay which was a little bit annoying it's not but obviously I didn't have a car at the time and all stuff so it was a bit like "Mm." and I wasn't very excited to go um so anyway fast forward I ended up getting is it an unconditional or a conditional where it didn't matter what grade you got yeah well it was like two weeks before I was supposed to go and I got an unconditional, if that's the right way, unconditional offer from Leeds College of Music. And I was like, holy moly, like, that's not really what I expected. Yeah. And at this point, I hadn't done any research, didn't know what any of it was about, because I didn't really want, I didn't think of moving away from Manchester because mm. like, I'm, I was such a home bird. So I was like, the thought of going to Leeds, like, really scared me. It was me. quite late then when you decided, like... Two weeks well, before. Well, it wasn't even like you decided. It was almost like the college was like... Okay. They were like, yeah, well, yeah, which was really weird because I was like, I've not even auditioned or anything, and which I'm really grateful that I didn't have to do because I hate that kind of stuff. Like, so you kind of got you kind of got a boot into the music industry, really. You had it all. You had it all there. But like, I remember when we first met. Like, Mm. you were in uni and. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but you'd watch Disney films during the day and you'd sit and chill. You didn't really have any motivation compared to what you've got now. Mm. And like, you know, every day, like... I think I was very overwhelmed by everything that was going on around me as well because I'd never been in that situation before. So for me, I never, ever, ever used to put myself in situations where I'd meet new people. Uh So for me... Not only just going to uni, but going to a new city where you I didn't hated know anyone. The phone. I had to literally just be like, "Man, just answer it." Like, <laughs> what if this is JP Cooper's manager asking you back to do a world tour, and you would mm. have never answered that phone? I know. I was and bad. And he'd probably be too busy to to leave a voicemail, and you never would have known. I know. I'm still bad like that. Yeah, but you're, really, you're but... better now because you've got a job that involves like answering a phone, answering a phone, and like. When we first met, I was doing emails all the time and that kind of thing. And we talked a lot. You were asking, like, how how to do this and emails, set up your emails and stuff yeah. like that. But at the time when you first met, and I think this is great for people to know that, like, it's it literally is... I, I, it's hard for me to, like, never too late to start because you're still very much, like, on your journey on the way to, like, mm. getting your name out there. But, like, that means you would have been, like, 18 before you even decided that... Or before you even considered that music could be, like, a Oh, yeah, thing. well, when I got to uni, I was kind of like, well, I can either, like, drop out mm. or I kind of, like, take this opportunity a bit seriously and, like, I can actually do something with it and make a band and mm. all that kind of stuff. Sorry, I've got a really... Which you did, and your band were amazing. I remember going watching you and being like, Wow. And then yeah. the band, and then you left, and then the band kind of didn't happen, and then we started the band. Well, everyone and it was like moved following home, that yeah. band was like, how on earth are we going to do this? Because they were sick, they were really good. Yeah, but I guess everyone just kind of like moves home and stuff. Yeah, everyone and... does their own thing, and I think now we're at a very strong place. It's a, it's different to what it was when you were at college, but that's just the progression. Of it's weird life how it and all career and yeah, it's weird how it kind of all like fell together because obviously 
like skipping skipping year one and two well and three really because we only well we met in the november in no in the november of my final year was it that Mm -hmm. yeah so 2014 we met and then that's crazy because that that means at that point you would have been 21 20 20 2021 so still at that point like again I hope you don't mind me saying it, but you were still watching like Disney films during the day. You weren't sound like, like I'm just lazy. <laughs> well, no, I, I guess at the time, <laughs> no, but mu- I just, music career-wise, you were at that point. I don't think it was that but I was compared lazy. To where you are now, I think I will hold my hands up though, and I think I've got to defend my corner. I don't think I was lazy. I just didn't know that well, that was the, the type of stuff this that I had me to be doing. Exactly, and this isn't me baiting you out. This yeah. is me like this is the real world for a lot of musicians mm. that actually. A lot of the time you think, oh, I've done that thing now. Like, I've organised that gig. I just need to wait for that gig to come up. And it's yeah. everything that's in between that. And now you're on it with your socials all the time. You write your blog. You do your emails all the time. Yeah. You're getting gigs. You're, ser- you're constantly searching for stuff. But compared to then when we first met. Oh, yeah. No, like. It's so, so, so different. So what was your changing point of, like, starting to take it seriously and realising, no, actually, I'm the only person that's going to make mm. this happen? Well, Did something really, twig? Do you remember something happening? I think it was more like in my final year of uni, I'd been, I'd had a really rocky year two mm. where like, yeah, I won't even get into it, but it was just like a bit of a whirlwind and it taught me a lot and like... Big life thing. Yeah. And I met, I lost some people who I thought were my friends, but then I met really great people who are my friends, like my absolute <laughs> ride or dies yeah, today. Yeah. Um, so that was like a big, that gave me a lot of confidence, weirdly, with my music. Because obviously, like, it was people actually praising me and I knew that they were actually praising me and not just saying it to say it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then in my final year, it's like all the tutors hate, not hate you, that's a strong word, but they don't like you as much in year one and year two. But then in, in your third year, you're obviously like the top. So, like, everyone else looks up to you. So I feel like everyone starts to... All the tutors start to like you in year three. I guess by year three, you've proven yourself. Like yeah. They know which people are mean Exactly. Business. And, like, they'll be brutally honest with you and stuff. And I'm not even saying this to be big-headed, but obviously, like, we were, like... In my, my ensemble especially, we were known to... Like, everyone was kind of like, oh, you guys. Because we were in... my The band that we'd put together, they asked me to join. They were all, like who everyone were, wanted yeah, to play they were the with. Boys, weren't they? they were, everyone wanted to play with them. So everyone was kind of like, oh, like we're really looking forward to your final performance. So I think that was kind of like pressure for me, but it kind of made me feel like, oh, maybe people actually like want to listen to me. Mm. And like, it's not just because of me, it was because of everyone else as well. It was like a collective thing. Huge shout out to those boys, by the way. Yeah, my boys. Like, we won't name drop or whatever, because there's, so, there's, there's a big bunch of them. Yeah, there is, yeah. But I, remember, I remember meeting you and just seeing... Soul shy. Seeing how, yeah, soul shy. That's what you called yourself <laughs> yeah. on a few projects. But, but um, huge stepping stone for you being with that but those so boys. I think, yeah, so I think towards the end of year three, and when I'd finally started, like, obviously uni in general forced me to write music so that's mm-hmm. kind of when I was like oh, okay I actually have some songs now and I, I'd already you know I'd done a couple of gigs whilst I'd been at uni just like really acoustic small things and I really enjoyed it and it kind of built up my confidence and stuff so I think it was kind of more in my second year that I kind of started to be like okay maybe I will actually do this and then in my third year when we had done that performance and then like I got really good grades and stuff for my performance and I was just like okay I feel like this is definitely the right thing that I want to do and then at this point I'd been doing BVs for your band at the time mm. Numa <clears throat> so I'd met I'd met you <clears throat> just frogging my throat really annoying sorry um so I'd met you and the boys which I think again like BVing back in vocals for y'all that don't know <laughs> um is like something that I really enjoy. It's your favourite thing. And, and, and even in the studio, yeah. that's the thing I know that brings you to life. Yeah. Like harmonies. Boom, it just boom, gives boom, me, so, so I don't quick. know why, it just gives me like confidence. I think it's because like almost the pressure isn't on you as yeah. much, but you know you're gonna, still going to do a sick job. And you still make the impact. You're elevating the performance somehow, whether it's recorded or it's a live performance. It's just something I've always really loved doing. So I think like... Obviously, then meeting like you guys in Numa, who were all I got on with all of you really well. Again, like meeting new people that you know are praising you for the right reasons. Yeah, for what you do, kind of thing. Um, so that was that was really great. And then obviously, well, I think I think um, fast forward again a little bit. We were already together at this point. 
And then obviously I'd graduated from uni Mm -hmm. and we were still doing a lot of stuff with Numa. So I was seeing you you guys regularly and I was like, I can't remember how the conversation came about because I think we were talking whilst I was away down seeing uh, family friends. And I think we both kind of mutually were like, well, why don't you just use the Numa band for your band? Because mm. it just makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think we had like a gig offer or something. Oh, sorry, you can carry on talking. Okay. This is for the YouTube. Because <laughs> we had a gig offer. So I needed to get a... Um, we needed to get a band together. So anyway, ended up being that I ended up using all the Numa boys, which was great and it worked for so long. It was so good. But then... I keep saying fast forward, but again, fast forward to, well, a year, a couple of years where, uh, we, where it was like a full, nearly 10 piece band because I was extra and had to have three BVs. Yeah, that's how it started off, wasn't it? And I'm trying to think. I can't really remember what made it like, what made it, I think what made it knuckle down was that we were, you know, after I'd left uni, we slowly started getting more gig offers. I feel like I don't really know how. Obviously the future bubblers thing really helped. I, guess we could talk more about that if you want or if not you can just go into my socials and well really quickly yes yeah, social social um social bubblers future bubblers <laughs> is giles peterson's like program to help new musicians yeah and you got enrolled onto that only a, f- only a handful of people do 10 people a year 10 people out of a lot of applicants like yeah you you literally were just like oh, i've just applied to this thing blah, yeah blah, blah, blah. and then you sure. got it and you were like holy moly so yeah yeah they help out with a lot of so stuff. again like well, that, that now will have been in 2016 that I got accepted onto that. Yeah. So that I guess like I'd had a year of kind of doing gigs, which were going okay, but I knew I was ready to kind of like up it to the next level. Yeah. And from what I'd read from Future Bubblers, that could definitely do that for me. So well, I think mentor. <clears throat> my mentor, Claudio, yeah. Claudio, great guy, really nice guy. Yeah. Great accent, my favourite thing about the boy. I to him all day. Great food and wine taste. Oh, don't yeah, it's like <laughs> best combination of mental you could ever have. Yeah. Um, and he books for people like Jordan Mackay and Mackay. Nao, yeah. which was like they're massive influences exactly for me. Exactly where you wanted to be. And like, what you have to do when you basically get accepted onto the program is we have conversations with the people who who run Future Bubbles, which is Amy and Selassie, and they basically decide who our mentor should be based on what we feel we need in our career. So, like, mm-hmm. for me, I don't know what everyone was else's was, but for me it was, like, getting gigs. And, like, then they put me with a booking Kinda. agent, which is exactly yeah. what I needed. And um, he works for CAA. CAA, yeah. And he's now a major. good friend of yours. And- yeah, well, like, it's... It's really nice because I know a lot of the other bubblers who were on my year, unfortunately, didn't have the best relationship with yeah. their mentors. So I feel so grateful yeah, that Claudio still, still takes now. the time out mm-hmm. for me. And like, he you will... He sees good things in what you do. Yeah, well, I think I was I was a bit scared of him at first. I don't know if he'll listen to this, but I was a bit scared of him at first because like, he, I could tell he was just brutal and to the point straight away. Yeah. And I feel like I avoid people like that, like, well, this like is these one wasps reason. Yeah. here. <laughs> because I was going to say people like Gary Vee who are so straight to the point they say it how it is I can't handle that like I don't resonate very well with that you like, don't like being told I don't like being told what to do or or like, being told that it, it's crap or being told anything like yeah not, I, that sounds <laughs> being told anything sounds so <laughs> horrible this is where like the boundary of us being together for like three and a half years yeah I, you know, I'm, I struggle to work out the words to say. But it's hard to know how to put it. But what, you what, are... what do I call it? Um, only child syndrome. Only, yes. Yeah, <laughs> single, t- single. I can't remember. What yeah, it's and I don't. The thing is, like, I can't even say. I don't want to say that is what it is, but it's like I just know what I want, and if I feel very strongly about I think something, it's such a good quality. Honestly, I, I do. feel very strongly about something, that I'm gonna fight for. Like that's why yeah. we disagree when we write music and stuff. Because oh, I'm because you're like, just like, no, I definitely want it to be this way. And as a producer, when I'm sat there trying to like take it in one direction, you're like, no. And I'm like, and that's why me and my mum argue uh, when she produces my yeah. stuff because I'm just like, you just work like, with no. strong-minded people, and you are a strong-minded yeah. person, and that's a good thing. And 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 the important thing to know is that you know that's not always going to work. There's going to be things you'll learn from it. But the best thing about that mm. is there'll be things you'll learn from it. Mm-hmm. The next time you'll do stronger. Yeah, of course. That you won't have done stronger if you didn't learn that lesson by just listening to what everyone's going to say anyway. You mean, do you think Lady Gaga listened to everything anybody ever said to mm-hmm. Lady Gaga? Yeah. Sometimes I have to sit back and be like, right, okay, should I listen to this though? Because yeah, yeah. is it <clears throat> going to benefit me in the long run? But a lot of the time I just go with my own opinion. Because so I think most of the people, most of the, <laughs> the successful people do just go mm. with their own opinion and they just 
bully their way through in a, in a good way, mm. good kind of bullying. There's no such thing in, yeah, in no, terms no. of on paper, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, do you know what you mean? Uh, it's an amazing thing. So I want to I skip forward now to like um, your career now. And um, I mean, we're finally, how, how long are we into this now? 34 four minutes. Oh, it was going to be a 40 time. minute podcast. Okay. Um, but I think we're going to end up going over that probably to an hour because I think it's really important. I, one, I don't want to edit. I don't want to chop up all these because mm. you've given a really great backstory and people that really want to follow you will really would benefit. And I'm hoping that a lot of musicians that are just starting out um, have gained a lot from what you've just said in terms of confidence and like it's doable. We're yeah. sat in Croatia now because you decided to do what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you started later than some people. Um, you you committed later than most people, but not most people committed later than some artists out mm. there. But you're still here, sat in Croatia, yeah, um, doing festivals, which mm-hmm. is amazing. So I think people will benefit from that. But I want to know more about like you as an artist now. How much you feel you need a team around you? How much do you feel you need a record label? Like going back to the video that we've done today, you know. I, I, I was teaching you how to record with a microphone, with yeah. an interface and your laptop, record yeah. your own music. Uh-huh. How important do you think that is in <clears throat> 2018 compared to being in a studio? Um, Traditional way. It's a really hard one, right? Because, like, I think for me, I don't like, I've come to realise relying on people, which is a lot of what I've done mm-hmm. throughout the last, bar the last, I'd say probably like, six months to a year I really don't like relying on people like and and this really annoys me about myself because I'm like I want to be able to like produce properly and like go to downstairs to my basement turn on a microphone and write my own backing track but Mm -hmm. not just using like loops and stuff like I want to be able to like umbrella no I know I know I know I know but like and I'm not and I'm not saying that's a bad thing either like anybody that doesn't know Umbrella by Rihanna yeah. was literally the drum loop was literally Garage Band, which comes free with every Macintosh that you buy, and it was a drum loop that she used. Macintosh, you know, Macintosh. I've never heard of that called that before. I don't but know what came over me? I think it's this triple triple gin. Oh god, <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing because I'm sure a lot of people do do that, and that's totally cool. Like I've done it, and then I've written to it, but then I've changed it. Do you mm. know what I mean? I've not and there used is nothing that. wrong with keeping the original as well, of course. But like. I I get frustrated at myself quite a lot because I'm like, I know there's stuff in here that wants to come out, but I don't have the outlet to do it mm-hmm. because like I can't play the piano that well. Mm-hmm. I can play it a little bit. I can't play the guitar that well. I can only play it a little bit. I only know how to do the basics on Logic. So it's a bit like, and that really frustrates me because I'm just like, well, why are you not learning to do it then? Because you've got all the time in the world. Mm. Anyway, that's another story. So when it comes to like having a microphone mm-hmm. and recording your own stuff, like what yeah. kind of freedom does that give you? Like at the minute, you're not really doing it, but like mm-hmm. the theory of literally, I mean, if you if you are bold and you don't even need to be bold enough to, but if you're adventurous enough to to sit here like we're doing this podcast, yeah. but recording PVs or or sit there just songwriting and you're just like humming to yourself, you've got the track on loop. Well, that's the thing. Like, like it's just being able to do it anywhere and everywhere. Mm. You're on a train, you can whip out your logic and <laughs> yeah, if you wanted to record and on start recording. Obviously, you're not going to like. It's not going to be a final take, but just to have ideas and it just gives you. So do, sorry to interrupt. Do you do you see that then? Like what we've done today as being like a. I feel like a every... demo thing. Like, how how open do you think? Well, no, no, not always. But mm-hmm. like, I just feel like it's a thing that everyone, like, talking from a singer's perspective, probably they do anyway. But they should all be able to do it. Like, rather than like saying, "Oh, I need a producer to to get me in the studio or whatever." It's like, well, no, I can just do it myself. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Which Twenty years ago, <clears throat> you needed to mm-hmm. because you couldn't have compressors and. Equalizers and that all based into into a laptop that you yeah. could carry around. It was exactly. all hard out, hardboard, yeah. hard, hardboard gear, yeah. outboard gear that you that you needed a studio for. Which you need now. Yeah, it's just like it's so. I mean, everyone knows this. It's just so accessible now, and I just feel like it's just it's good to know it for you. It just gives you some kind of like not even peace of mind. I don't know what the right word is, but it kind of just makes you be like, no, I can do this myself. And that's something that you can take pride in and you mm-hmm. can just do it by yourself. It's you don't, so affordable now like, well. like, I don't need you to be in England for me to be able to record. I don't need my mum in the house for me to be able to go and switch my mic on. I yeah. can just do it now myself. Now you can just go take a mic. And, yeah. And at the, at the cost of, well, it's dirt cheap for anybody that hasn't seen the video out on YouTube. 
um, the cost we were talking about, like, most people have a laptop. Yeah. So that's sorted. Mm-hmm. Um, or a computer or access to, you don't even need to own it, access to somebody else's mm-hmm. computer, whether it's a family friend or whether it's a member of your family or a school yeah. or whatever, college. Mm-hmm. So a microphone, Aston microphone, this one's £300, but this one is like, I think you can buy them for like 180 mm-hmm. So you that's the biggest. more expensive one, did you? Well, I got the, it's actually because it was higher up. Just I was kidding. thinking. I'm just kidding. So it's affordable, but these these are like you know I actually this this microphone I record genuine vocals for when I'm doing production stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's not necessarily. I know you can buy like USB microphones for like fifty pound for a good well, one. Well, I've got one of them. At Twenty pound for I mean. a, a very crappy like average one that you'd probably write a song to. Um, it's very affordable. I, I reckon now for under £200, you can have your own little setup with an interface. Interface is what you plug your microphone into and it powers the microphone and connects it to your computer so you can record into your computer. Yeah, if you want basic, So many cheap, cheap ways of doing it now. And, and I, think, I think of it like if you invest two, three, four, five hundred pounds £500, £2,000 if you really wanted to on crazy microphones and stuff, mm. that, that, that investment could very quickly turn into tens of thousands of plays yeah a million streams on spotify definitely two million downloads on apple apple music or like youtube views or whatever and you'll be paid back that in like potentially overnight and i think that's crazy if you commit to it so i think cost should not be a thing Mm -hmm. i don't think cost is a thing anymore there's always a way to afford stuff um whether that means that you've got to go pot wash for six months but that gives you the amount of money funding guys Help Musicians Funding's UK. We wouldn't be thing. in Croatia if it wasn't for them, so I feel like I need to give them a little shout-out. Yeah, big shout-out. So when we came out to Croatia in the first place, we didn't have... Well, we, we were going to be funding quite a lot of the trip. Yeah. And uh, Help Musicians UK... Have well, ba- we still have funded some of it. Do you know what I mean? Through gigs and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, but Help Musicians UK gave you... They a gave me a large, bursary. large chunk, which, which is, is amazing. Nice. So there's there's ways to do it, and if if you, yeah, like I think you're completely you can, right. You can do that for um, various things. You know, they they have certain funding uh, for like you know all different types of things. And I don't know you're if you have can, to get close to that. Sorry, I don't know if you can. I just wanted to chill because I noticed I was. I know I was I was literally sitting back like this, and I was like, I wish I had a cushion. Yeah. but I'm closer to Mike than um, I don't know if you can just do it for solely buying gear. I think like even with ours, yeah. you can only buy, you can only use fifty percent of the money. But there will be there will be bursaries out there, there that can help, bursaries. or there will be there'll be charities or local local. Um, what you, I don't know what you call them, like local groups or whatever that, that do also them. do that same kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. So there's plenty of different options, and uh, oh, we've got some friends coming down to got join. Some friends. There's plenty of different options, but it's very affordable now. A lot more so than it ever used to be. Yeah. So I think that's like an amazing way to get the equipment. I think it's a very important thing to try and find a way to get the equipment mm-hmm. to go out, do your own thing. Um, and as we did today, it's really easy system. It's a really easy way to do There's nothing on your ear, don't worry. No, but I think it touched me. So it just <laughs> made me jump. So what do you think the future of like being a musician is going to be about? Like... Do you think that studio... I mean, this is a big question. Like, I have my views on this, but... And I know it's a very open question as well, but do you think studios are going to be needed in the same way anymore? I know if you're a rock band, you know, you need someone to where to record drums and that. But in your perspective as a singer, as a songwriter, mm. um, do you think you're already at a place in terms of with technology that you feel like you can run a whole career off yourself? Yeah, definitely. I feel like that is that is available to me now. But, like... God, please. <laughs> Sorry, guys, just fly interrupting. Um, but there's something about being able to go like to a studio. You're really doing my head in now. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? It's, it's going to get mashed in a second. <laughs> um, there's something about being able to go. What's even more annoying is that it's just a fly. <laughs> it's only a fly. So, okay, it's only a fly. Ignore it. Ignore it. Just I'm just going to sit like this and do the podcast <laughs> like this. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's something really nice about going to a studio and being able to like have that atmosphere of like I don't know like ordering in food and like yeah. having a chill with like your not your friends because it's not just a social thing. But what I'm saying is you, you like your friends are probably going to be the musician friends that you're working with and stuff. And like even yesterday when we were driving, 
Um, send me a flash. Um, when we were driving, I was watching some of Jessie J's Instagram stories and she was just in the studio and I'm just like, why would, no, like, there's always going to be big studios and stuff yeah, like that, I think, yeah. because there's always going to be a demand for it because there's going to be certain people that want that. And, being and like, together. for me, I don't mind just writing at home and stuff, but there is that, it's like when having an office, like so many people now, I watch a lot of YouTube and so many people say, you know, don't always do your work at home, go to a coffee shop and do work. Yeah. It's the same. It's like, don't always write at home, go to a studio. But obviously, money, I get that there's a big difference because obviously you have to pay to go to the studio. the extreme of like building yourself a blooming bus and sitting in Croatia and writing music in Croatia. Yeah, like there's all... Changing your office. These flies are so loud next you to your ear. You just really need to chill out with the flies. It's a fly. It's not going to kill you. There's one no, know, but... flying above your head. I think you invite them by waving your arms around. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon they go tell their friends and they're like, hey, this, this mug over here. Anyway. She's but yeah, it. Uh, like I would... <laughs> I think if there was like a studio that I could go to, like when my mum had the one outside of the house, yeah. I really enjoyed going to that because it was like just a new like fresh space office. and you knew what you were going there to do. Do you so know what even I mean? So even though after today, learning how to use a microphone, how to set it up and all that kind of thing, you still think there's very much a big... Like it's not, it's not realistically how you would make your whole career it's doable but you'd rather go to a studio yeah and even like it's weird because even though I like for me being signed isn't something that I want because there are like n- probably 80% negatives that come with the 20% positives mm. so that's not something that I'm interested in you did but ask, the funds you asked that. me this question before but we haven't like, really touched it about like do I feel like I need a team around me and stuff yeah. I would like to have a manager I would like to and have booking a booking agent. Yeah. I feel like that's what I need and that's what I would really like. So I'm going to put it out there into the universe and hopefully that that will come to me. But um, like, I think for me, something that I'd love to be able to do, at some, and I feel like this is maybe a career thing, yeah. is like being able to go to like studios and write, not just okay. having to write at home. So what you're saying is the video we filmed today mm. is everyone's going to know how to use a microphone, but but we might as well have not filmed it because it's better to just go well to no it. no 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 I'm not saying that at all no, it's though, fine because it's cool. it's thanks for watching the podcast guys uh, we, I'm joking no because what I'm saying like, I was being very serious though, I did I was like, like what <laughs> um, no because I feel like at, at your home like that's your own comfort space as well yeah. so like I mean I don't I feel I actually probably write best at home yeah. in my own home but in terms of recording <clears throat> final vocals well, no, again, so do you because... use it as more of like a songwriting tool then, maybe? Yeah, I would definitely. Use it as a songwriting tool and then you'd go to someone like your mum, like a producer or someone... Yeah, I don't think for me, personally... I mean, I, uh, I've done it before, even at yours, when I've needed to just get something down. But there's something nice about having someone else like working the computer mm. and being able to be like, oh, no, I just can you just take it back to this point and do this and I just want to do that. So it's just... I feel like it's just a bit nicer to have that kind of interaction with mm. some like an engineer or whatever so that you can just get stuff done yeah. bang on so yeah well if anybody's listening to this on the Anchor Podcasting uh, website or app this is how we put the podcasts out there so we use this we use a website called Anchor and it distributes it across to Spotify and Apple Music and all those places that like you guys are listening to this right now if you go over to the Anchor Podcast app you can actually leave like a voice note question or an answer or or whatever. Like you can you can leave a voice note of some kind, and um, I'd be really interested to get you guys to ask Marley some questions. We won't be able to air those questions on this podcast, but what you can do as well is leave a question that we can then ask our next artists that are going to yes, be on board. That sounds good to me. Um, so, yeah, you're kind of stabbing in the dark in terms of who you're going to be asking because you're not going to know. But if there are any good questions, then we will literally play your voice now in the podcast and we'll play it back out. But, Marley, thank you so much. I think this has been... I was just going to say, if you do want to ask me questions, though, you can yeah. always, like, ask me on my social media. On your social media. Or something. You can just shout out Made on the Road for the question. Yeah. <laughs> do that. So, yeah, no, definitely do. It's at Marley Hayes. Marley spelled like the country, M-A-L-I Hayes. H-A-Y-E-S. H-A-Y-E-S. Marley, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you guys um, listening or watching, if you're over on YouTube, um, benefited in some way, shape or form just by listening to Marley's story. I love hearing it every single time. And um, I think it's super, super useful um, how somebody like Marley Blumen Hayes 
can have such an incredible journey in like a couple of years being sat in Croatia. Thank you so much for like giving us the opportunity to be out in Croatia. If anybody's wondering, like we're we're providing the bus for Marley Hayes and her band for the festivals. That's why initially the bus is out here in the first place. So it's where like us as a couple crosses over with business and made on the road and Marley Hayes as a brand have come together and it's been great. So um, yeah, if you guys want to see any more info about the, the festivals, definitely head over to our socials because it won't be long till the festivals and till we have stuff out there um, of, of your next show. So, yeah, that's all I've got to say. Thank you so much for watching. Oh, no, I, I did this with Isaac as well. Isaac's podcast isn't out yet, I don't think. Um, but to close, to close the, the, the interview, I want to ask you two questions. Mm-hmm. First question, if you could change the world in one way, what would it be? Plastic pollution. <laughs> None of it. Something we're both on big time. We even yeah. buy our, we, we don't buy chewing gum anymore. No. We buy mints in, mm-hmm. in, in tins, tins so they can be recycled. We go to the shopping centre with our, I've got these like little, you've got the same ones, I've got you some for Christmas, didn't I? The mesh bags. The little mesh bags, which are great, so you don't have to use plastic. Yep. Just plastic pollution in any way, guys. Just try not to use plastic. That'll be your way, yeah? That'll be your cha- way of changing the That'll world. That'll be my way of changing the world. Even over, like, letting everyone be vegan and vegetarian. <laughs> I feel like plastic, let people eat what they want to eat. Like, it's not ideal. I wish you could, like, they could cut down the way that they produce the meat and the way that they torture the animals. Deep, but it's true. <laughs> but like, conspiracy. <laughs> but, like, plastic pollution is absolutely killing us off. I feel like we're just absolutely effing up ourselves <laughs> so yeah okay awesome second question to leave the podcast mm. I like I'm starting this thing mm-hmm. where each artist recommends one song and that is how the podcast ends so we have an, the next four minutes is going to be the song okay, and funny. that leads us out what would your song be Jesse J Somebody's Lady new it's song on, it's on her new album you didn't hear it because it finished just that the song as we arrived that here. finished as we arrived here so you still yet to hear this song <laughs> but it's a big go and check out her album guys it's such a different vibe to anything else she's done before but it's I amazing I challenge you to learn the song I will pick up the guitar and learn how to play guitar again and we will do a cover somewhere okay. Very beautiful around here. Aight. Yeah? Yeah. Brilliant. Marley, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Remember to leave a rating. Remember to leave a comment. Let us know exactly what you think. This is all very new to us. So you are very much on the journey of Made on the Road podcasts. Um, yeah, very cute. But um, I say Made on the Road podcast that we're releasing these on the George Holiday channel uh, on YouTube. I'm trying to do self-branding and the business Made on the Road we make, we, we produce everything. We make the videos, we make the audio, but we don't release it as Made on the Road. So be sure to go over and check out all the relevant links, which will be below. And um, we will look forward to, we, well, yeah, you're on the bus a fair amount, Miles. I am. <laughs> we, we look forward to having you again and seeing, seeing, um, seeing your faces, ears. Oh, I don't know how to end this <laughs> podcast. Guys, I'll see you later. Thank you very much for joining. Bye. This is me.